This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If you can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. <laughs> Oh, what they on? All steroids and no carbs. They're the thick ass kids. This is Primetime. We're not like you. We're grown up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh, my goodness. Here are Isaac Roth and Jason Sakanik with Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Pleased to have you along. Hour two already behind. We've got stock watching in the news lined up here. Uh, important sports note, you can see us out in the wild. Uh, a week from today, we are going to be doing our show live at ALNA Sportsbook in Ridgefield. Yeah, you can watch me lose money betting against or for the Packers. Give it time. You are know. they playing that night? Not sure. I just I lost on the Packers. That Again? I, I had the Cowboys. Oh, that's right. You had the Cowboys. I was fading, and it looked beautiful for a yeah. while. Up by 14, safe as kittens. Dude, no. the NFL. So if I had told you... And I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, okay? Which so we're I, about to... No, we're not. Yeah, we are. I'm just going to point out one step. Yeah. Big Souk bets on the Cowboys. Yeah. I think they were five, minus four or something. Four, four and a half, I think it was. Dallas, they showed that stat. Mm-hmm. When leading by 14 or more going into the fourth quarter, the Dallas Cowboys. Which they were. Were 195-0. and 195-0. and Yep. And so your bet. Feeling good. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Could still win by a field goal, yeah. maybe cost you, but they lost. Yeah, they lost. Even when it first went first time in 196 tries. Yeah, and it went to overtime, and I was like, "Well, crap!" But then they Dude. get the they get the uh, the coin flip, and I'm like, "That's fine. Go down, score a touchdown, yeah, cover." That's fine. I'm fine because Dak. Yeah, like he's not a problem at all. And I was calling for Cooper Rush. <laughs> where's my man? Coop? Like, where's Coop? <laughs> get that Dak guy out of there. By the way, uh, uh, again, rabbit hole. But uh, real quick, uh, Will Ortner's out there. Yeah. He's covering the or doing like the pilots game or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You're and, like, oh, uh, he's out there doing whatever. Something. He's doing something. He said, "I bet on." He said he bet. He placed his first two NFL bets uh, on Sunday yesterday. Okay. Ever. He's starting a horrible career, but let's go. That's what I told him. I said, "Dude, save your money." Yeah. And he he said he bet on Chicago minus three against mm. Detroit. Do not bet against the fighting Dan Campbells. Well, Bears up fourteen. Yeah. And lost. Lost. And he bet on the Vikings money line mm. against the Bills. Okay. <laughs> so he's either hooked or he's, is he's smashed. never going to bet again. Well, my guess but is. But he said it was, it was enthralling. Yeah, that's my thing is you can ignore the loss as long as you had the win. He's hooked. Yeah, that's right. He's hooked. That's right. Because that Minnesota game was a roller coaster. And to see <laughs> that break your way, a couple more Josh Allen picks, he's hooked. 
So join us at a uh, one week from tonight. November 21st, we'll be out there with our show uh, up there in Ridgefield. All right, so the weekend Walnuts, uh, Oregon State beat Cal. Um, beat them handily. Cal sucks. They they ended up firing uh, Bill Musgrave. They fired their O-line coach and their offensive coordinator. So they've lost six in a row. But, um, you know, the Beavs, it's going to come down to this uh, this, this uh, civil war. <laughs> yes, it is. You know? Uh-uh, it's not what it's called anymore. Whatever it's the called. The game formerly <laughs> known as the Civil War. Yep, just like yeah. our man formerly known as Prince. That game could be a 7.30 game, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we don't know yet. They said no later than November 20th, we'll know, which is... 12.30 or... Um, 7.30, they're saying. I just love when they give people, like, I don't know, six days' notice to make those plans to drive to Corvallis or to drive to Pullman for yeah. some of those. That sucks. Can we do something about the six-day window? That's terrible for fans and for viewing. Yeah, yes. it is. It's bad. You I know, don't know if we can do something about that or not. But Does uh, Klyovkov have a say in that? I well, think you should DM him. I think the idea is that you have to wait and see who picks what. I mean, so you're kind of at the the network's going to be like, you know how much we pay for your uh, games? And I don't actually, you? I don't know the answer to this question. Do the other conferences all do? Do they all have a six day window like this where they're yeah, the I'm picking? Sure, I'm sure yeah. they do because it all just comes down to what network has what's choice, and then right. there's what priority for which marquee game. And there's only yeah. so many windows that you can be in, and so it's exclusive. Yeah. You know, windows. This is just the reality of them because you're on the West Coast. This is why people want to pay for your content is you get that late slot. So that's 7.30. We get pissed at it, but for TV, that is a prime slot it's for desirable, them. It's desirable. Yeah. desirable. So trust me, it's only going to get worse with the new Pac-12 deal. So just this is this is the reality of it. So the Beavs have one more before the Oregon game, though. i got to mention the Arizona State game. Yes. Down in Tempe. Which, you know. Should beat them, right? One would think, but again, weird things happen. UCLA almost lost their... A couple weeks ago. Well, and Washington did lose there to a walk-on quarterback. Yeah. You know, weird. You, at this point, you can't take anything for granted. But, yes, Oregon State, in theory, takes care of business. They're 8-3 and three going into the game Looking formerly good. known as the Civil War. Looking good. And, again, going back to the weird things, if, if the little details. God, if imagine if they're 9-2. and two. Is that where you're, was it where you're going? Yeah. The USC game? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, USC and the Washington game. Like, you, you're right there. So, for Oregon State... I know this isn't going to be the year, you know, that that you end up, you know, winning the Pac-12 or you know going to a Rose Bowl or anything like that. But realize that if you're Oregon State, Jonathan Smith has this thing pointing in the right direction because without a lot of fanfare and with one of the worst quarterback situations in the Pac-12, you're two plays away, two plays away from being nine and one. I mean, it's this has been a very very good year for Oregon State. Now, I think a lot of the way you view this season will come down to what you do against Oregon. Because the Washington win, yeah, you're going to you're going to hold that up. But outside of that, it's not like you have a bunch of big Ws. You've beaten the teams that in your mind you think you should should win. If you can finish these things up by knocking off Oregon, it it changes everything. If not, it's still a hell of a year for Oregon State, and it's still a good bowl game, and you're still trending in the right direction. I just think that will that will tilt the way Beaver fan feels about his program. Isn't it funny how, you know, they lost the USC game barely. Shouldn't have, but well, but Chance Nolan threw four picks, I think, in that game, three or four, and it's, yet we're clamoring for him to come back. You know, like that's the one guy that he cost you that one big game. Yep. So it just it's maybe not... people aren't clamoring for him to come back. I don't know. Because Gold Branson seems all right, but and, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what people think about the Oregon State quarterback situation. But um, how about this? I think conventional wisdom would say it's bad. 
you want well we know that but i just mean i, I think a lot of people are like oh we got to get chance nolan back for that oregon game well do you yeah. he's the one that cost <laughs> you the biggest game of the year it's against one of the worst defenses in in the right. conference right. and you scored what 14, 14 points against points. him it just again if ifs and buts were candy and nuts but imagine a penix junior well, type transfer into oregon state this year you were you were that close to having a really, really yeah, special year. Yeah, but you know, year. every team can say that. Yeah. Like that. That's this is why Alabama is special and Georgia is special. You know, these teams that can consistently, you know, not blow games because yeah. you're just going to have those. You're going to have games where you have yeah. the turnovers, you have the dumb plays, like like Oregon in this game against Washington. It's it's maddening, but it happens every year. Yep. It's like you should you should expect that. The special years are yeah. few and far between. Yeah. But some teams are much better at. Lim- limiting those mistakes and getting out of places with wins. Like I, I look right at LSU, you know, like yeah. this past weekend, that was ugly. It was, but they, you know, they, they got out of there. They well, they were at Arkansas and mm-hmm. they barely won by three and everybody thought they would just kick the crap out of Arkansas. Arkansas didn't have a quarterback and dude, that game came down to the wire, the but LSU, they made enough plays. The LSU offense could do nothing, but that Perkins junior, the freshman oh, yeah. kid, Harold again, Perkins, yeah, they just went and got, you know, and that kid's a true freshman. The difference in, in LSU and Arkansas was one player. One player. One player. Well, and that could be the difference, like you're saying in the Oregon-Washington, all the analysis there. One player. One guy on one defense guy. changes that game. Well, I go back. Harold hey, Perkins, by the way, um, originally committed to uh, Jimbo. Really? At A&M. A&M had him, and he flipped to LSU and Brian Boy, He Kelly is went. terrifyingly good. He had he. So they said after the game he had the flu. Yeah. If you did not watch that game, which I don't blame you, but if you didn't watch the game, Harold Perkins was a man-child. Yes. LSU, he's a freshman. He had eight tackles, four sacks, and two forced fumbles with the flu. He was the he was the game. Including the fumble that sealed the game when Arkansas was going in to try to tie it or win it. And he had another one. He had a, without a fifth sack, but that was ruled uh, it was it had a penalty or something on it. It's just it's it's ridiculous. And it reminds me like Program-defining guys, D'Anthony Thomas doesn't always get the the, the credit he deserves at, at, at Oregon. I mean, obviously, there were a lot of great players here f- during that run, you know, from Marcus to LaMichael to Royce. D'Anthony Thomas was supposed to go to USC, and some might say that they were compensating him to go to USC, and then at the last minute, he flipped and decided to go to Oregon. I don't know why, but he ends up at Oregon. Think about how many games... Just having him on the field meant for Oregon. I mean, they had some special years there because a lot of times they just had one guy that once or twice a game did something that you went, what is that? I mean, he was he was Reggie Bush light. And sometimes that's... Well, that's another way. It's like you get, you get in these games and we all watch enough college football, you realize you're going to make mistakes and have games that where you've made too many mistakes and you probably should lose, right? You need so there's a, there are a myriad of ways you can still win those games. One of them is you'll, you have a program-defining guy yeah. like Harold Perkins or like DeAnthony Thomas, yeah. and they pull it out for you. Yep. And Oregon does not have that on defense, no. even though we thought maybe at the linebacker spot they would. They, they don't. don't. No. And that's a that's a big problem. And it can just be that simple. Yep. One dude. One guy. One player. Yep. When everything else is not going right. Your offense can't do anything, but he just yep. changes that, the and game. And that can for come you. be in a freshman or come be a transfer. Or you just know that next year for Oregon to get where they need to go, you gotta go find a couple of those guys on the other side of the ball. And Oregon State needs a guy on the uh, uh, the quarterback. In position. the worst possible way. You know, there's the one you know, one dude can pull out a couple of these games for you. Yes. With his arm. And, and it's a completely different season. Because everything else looks pretty damn good for them. <laughs> yep.
So Chip chokes in L.A. We're down to one playoff hopeful from the Pac-12. That's USC. We will get to that. But up next, it is our stock watch, what we're buying and selling from the weekend in sports on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's turn it over to Buck. With this week's stock watch, gentlemen, uh, let's open this up by uh, staying on a topic we've been talking about quite a bit already, and that would be the aggressiveness of the Oregon Ducks against UW. Dan Lanning had this to say in his post-game press conference. I mean, you know, we've sat in this room and talked about them when they worked out, and now we're we're sitting in this room and talking about them when they didn't. Right, the onside—that's you know—that was my decision, and it uh, you know the guy moved a little bit where it wasn't there. Uh, when we thought it was there earlier in prep, you know, fourth down, you fall and slip, and it's going to be hard to convert in that situation. But we knew that we were going in that situation. You look back and you could say, in retrospect, we should punt there, have a chance. Um, but you also feel like, hey, you get that first, then you probably got a chance to go win the game. Dan Lanning talking about two specific moments in the game the uh, go for the onside kick call and the go for it on fourth and one call. I think I may know where you guys stand on this one already, but buy or sell the aggressive play calling as the reason the Ducks lost the game. No, I hate that. Then say that the aggressive play calling is the reason why they've won their other games. I hate, I hate the you only like it when it works out, right? We all want our coaches to go for it, we all want them to be big balls chip, but the moment it doesn't work out, you you bag him and and Rob brought it up going for it on the, the the fourth and one when it was tied the one where where Whittington slipped you said that was about like a you had a twenty percent better win probability by going for it than you did punting it yeah you would have punted it to Washington with a minute and a half ish left with timeouts and a defense that couldn't stop anything 
and you're averaging six and a half yards a carry. I, I just am not going to sit up here and and bag on someone for being aggressive when they've been aggressive all year, no matter what the situation. It's just this time the, the, the didn't go your way. We've yeah. belabored the we've belabored that fourth and one call. What do you guys feel about the onside kick decision to go for that? I, when it was ten ten. I, I liked it. Just didn't work. Yeah. I, and by I, the way, it was real close. The the, yeah. the, the one guy kind of like we got his knees buckled on it, but the other guy kind of came running in from the outside, and it just went a little too far. Dude, I'm down with all kind. I, you know, the more aggressive you can be in in that way, I love it. I and it's not always like he said; it's not always going to work. I I don't know why you would voluntarily give the ball back to Washington when you can't stop them. Nope. And and all you need is one yard. Like he even he even kind of said in retrospect, you probably punt. No, I think you go for that 100 percent of the time. So I do not think it was on play calling. The reason they lost is they did shoot themselves in the foot multiple times, and part of that is the coaches. Yes, um, you know. Things didn't go right, and they have a sieve for a defense in retrospect. Well, actually, this isn't retrospect at all. We talked about this on Friday. The matchup of Michael Penix against that secondary, that was a bad matchup. Oh, man. yeah. And it it proved to be true. Like, that guy's spectacular. So yeah. I think you need to give Washington some credit. I don't think that's why they lost. Um, all of that said, got to be better at the details because could have easily won that game. Yeah, you got to get off the, the field on third down, but I think Washington was, what, 6-9, I think, on, on third down. A couple of those were third and long. I mean, ultimately, you got to stop someone, and you didn't. Minus the, the one interception they had, which was a Penix horrible decision. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you went on a 20-play drive, and you got the quarterback hurt there, and it just uh, it, it didn't go your way. Yeah, to me, those two awful goal line turnovers by both teams kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to the NFL. Uh, we had a lot of thoughts on Jeff Saturday being mm. hired by the Indianapolis Colts. However, I he, got you, his, great hire. he got his first win on Sunday. Here's what it sounded like in the locker room. Been a hell of a week, man. Been a, been a tough one on all of you. Can't tell you how proud I am of each and every one of you. Coaches, players, staff, everybody stepped up. All three phases, man. Things we talked about. Offense, ran it for over 200. Threw it for over 200. Defense, shut 28 down, 77 yards rushing. Had to make a play on 70 at the end. What we do? Make a play at the end. Make a play at the end. Make a play at the end, man. Who goes hardest the longest, man? That's how this game is decided. The most physical football team won today. Can't tell you how much I appreciate Uh, Buy or sell Jeff Saturday can lead the Colts to a playoff berth. Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> Four, uh, five, and one is their current record. Yeah, they're not. It's not crazy because they no. are only one it's game. It's not under. out of the realm of possibility. Yes. But their schedule's pretty tough. And and they've been in games. They're just fine ways to lose. But I they beat the Chiefs. I, I laugh at the idea that somehow Jeff Saturday led to that victory. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Saturday had nothing to do with that, and I mean nothing. And if the the backup tight end for the Raiders can just catch the ball in the end zone, then we're not talking about. Can this. I give you their next four? Yeah. What do you got? Philly. Pittsburgh, Dallas, Minnesota. No, they will not. That's uh, tough. They will not be in the in the postseason because fundamentally, all the things that are wrong with the Colts, what were wrong with the Colts a week ago, are still wrong with the Colts. So, trust Jeff. Well, they Sat- got Matt Ryan back in there. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's better than Elling- Ellinger or Ellinger. I'm just saying, Jeff Saturday will not fix what is wrong with the Indianapolis Colts. Nor does one game prove anyone right or anyone wrong. Like. Oh, it, he was right about the Raiders, though. Remember when he he did say that the Raiders he were tweeted, garbage. The Raiders look terrible. Yes, and uh, turns out he was right. Yeah. yeah, just two weeks before kicking their butts himself, he said yeah. that they were terrible on social media. How about that, uh, also, that that is one of those just they should not be as bad as they are. And the Raiders, the Raiders. That's a. How do you feel if you're McDaniel's today? Yikes. Well, again, did they 
they just decide after a year that they got the wrong guy? <clears throat> no, they. Uh, Mark Davis came out today and said that they're sticking with him. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. They are, you, you got to remember too. They are turning over a lot of the old yeah. um, roster with uh, what was it, uh, Gruden and yeah. Mayock. Mayock and all that. All right, uh, moving on to one of the marquee matchups of Sunday, uh, the Vikings and the Bills in Buffalo. Second and ten. Allen steps up and throws. An interception! Patrick Peterson! And in this heavyweight bout, the Vikings with the knockout blow! Patrick Peterson, a couple interceptions. Vikings defense stepping up against uh, Josh Allen and the Bills offense. Buy or sell the 8-1 and one Vikings as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Well, you're 8-1. and one. Yeah, you, you have to be. I mean, look, I, I still think when I look at Minnesota, I don't see an elite team. But in the NFL, y- you are what your record says that you are. And, you know, at, you're, you're nine games into this, and you're 8-1. and one. And we can sit up here all we want and say that you haven't beaten anybody, right? You lost to Philly, and then you go through there, and it's not a who's who, but you did beat the Dolphins, though I think that was with Teddy Two Gloves. And we're saying it's not that impressive. Well, you just got done beating the Bills. And I get that the Bills don't look 100% right, and that this is, I think, the third week in a row where Allen has thrown two picks, and they've been bad picks. But I, I don't know what you want from Minnesota. And in an NFC where you you got Philadelphia, we're considering San Francisco to be a real contender. We're considering Dallas to be a real contender. Why not Minnesota? So absolutely, at eight and one, you are a contender. And by the way, next week you get the Cowboys. So you know, at at some point, if they keep stringing these wins together, we're going to put our hands up and be like, whether we want to admit it or not, Minnesota is good. And and they are. They're they're a contender. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you can say they're not. I I would definitely say most definitely to your stock, uh, Ryan, and, and I think that you know they do have elite playmakers. That's pretty obvious. And Kirk Cousins, you know, I think that's this is why Minnesota gets a you know a lot of doubters. But Kirk Cousins, he was making plays in that Bills game, man, and a couple of those he just chucked up there. I don't have any faith in Kirk Cousins when push comes to shove on the road in the playoffs. At the same time, we have seen marginal quarterbacks get hot in the playoffs before yeah. and lead their teams to the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco did it. Perfect. Eli Manning did it a couple of times. Eh, he was, he's better than marginal. I shouldn't put him in that well, same category. But, but I, I kind of do. Well, the point is uh, he got... He, He's had his ups and downs, but got hot at the right time. Jimmy Garoppolo has, has gotten to a Super Bowl and almost won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I don't think Kirk Cousins, as much as I, I get how people doubt him, I'm not sure he's uh, their, I don't know. I, 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 I still think they're a Super Bowl contender with him. I'm just looking at their defense real quick. They are 29th in the NFL in yards per game. Mm-hmm. They are 14th in the NFL in points per game. I don't know what you think of their defense. I think they still got a lot to prove against some of these elite teams. At the same time, um, they have guys, they have playmakers. They're definitely a Super Bowl contender. It's their life. second game against an elite team. They're one and one, right? Bludgeoned by the Eagles and and won a tight one against Buffalo. So mm-hmm. probably should have lost to Buffalo. But probably, but <laughs> they won. Didn't Patrick Peter or not Patrick Peterson, but uh, Jordan Jefferson? Because I was thinking Patrick Peterson. He was there in Minnesota too. For all the talk of the good young receivers, and there's a lot of them out there, it, he's he's the best receiver in the game. Period. Dude's ridiculous. It's unbelievable what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, finally, the Seahawks were over in ah. Germany on Sunday. Ah. They were losers, but Pete Carroll had losers. this to say about the atmosphere after the game. I've never seen a crowd like this. I've never been in a stadium where a crowd uh, was so much in unison and, and connected like they were. Um, you know, we've been in loud stadiums and really louder, maybe even, but never where everybody was. I don't know how do they do that. I don't know how they all sing exactly the same like that, but it was it was really a spectacle. 
No, we'll get into some of that audio a little bit later, but uh, after both coaches and fan bases and players saying how wonderful the Germany experience was, buy or sell that every team in the NFL should play one international game a year. Oh, Ooh. wow. Interesting. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. What I'm, the hell? Let's go. I, what yeah, are, they, I don't, what I, are they doing in Sweden? <laughs> get cool, over there. Cool stuff. Play a game. Yeah, I mean. Let's get a game in Cutter. Boy, that's a well. They are going to be playing one kind of football over there in about a week. That's a whole other thing. Can I also just say that my favorite part when discussing the World Cup is when they talk about some of the problems they've had with human rights for workers. You mean killing sixty five hundred slaves? Because no one will just come out and say that. But I, the 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 number we know, and by the way, they're saying that this is way low. Sixty five hundred slaves have died in building the World Cup stadiums, but. Just when you read the articles, it'll be like, well, some people have yeah. some problems with the uh, look, the, the, the workers' rights. Hey, look, uh, you uh, know, two 9-11s. They had to bring some people in. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, no big deal. Well, it was like the European soccer crowd there in Germany. Yeah, right? awesome. They were awesome. Yeah. And Tom Brady even said after the game, much like Pete Carroll, he said, that's the best. He goes, I've been in the league 23 years. That yeah. is the best in-game experience that I've ever had. That seemed to be the consensus. Yeah. When, when it you, was cool on TV, too. When you go to like a Timbers game or if you've ever been lucky enough to go see a European soccer game, uh, and I have a couple of times. It is amazing. The crowd doesn't stop. It's just, it, it's it's just the and whole Pete game. Carol's right. How do they do that? <laughs> Why? How do they? How are they so in unison all the time? Well, there's leaders, and they have like like uh, groups of people that are there. there were Seventy thousand people at this. It game. was freaking awesome. So if you can have that, and and I do think there's a lot of places that you can spread this out as long as there's interest there. I'm open to the idea of, like you said, everyone getting an international game. I, I think that's pretty cool when when done right. Wouldn't it be cool if every team sort of um, adopted adopted a, a foreign city yeah, and they played right? there, and that was kind of a, a home away from home game? And I'm, I'm thinking this being the first time that they had gone to Germany. I mean, it was successful in London, where they're going back to Mexico City. Yeah. Think about places they could do this, like Paris, Barcelona, 100%. you know, other, other stuff, and. I have a hard time thinking some... I mean, I know a friend of a friend who's a Seahawks fan who went to Munich for that game, and a lot of people did. NFL fans will travel for anything, and on top of it, now you have everyone involved saying it's one of the best atmospheres they can you. see. And there's enough international cities that you could yeah. that you could do I this. I like the idea, Buck. I hadn't thought about that, but I like it. And this guy says on the text line, no worse than Thursday night football. Yeah. yeah. So true, yeah. man. You do it once, and you know you kind of build some bye weeks around it or make sure that you don't have uh, you know particularly hard travel and... For people that were complaining, like Seattle, I know their time difference was was obviously brutal. But do you see that because of, of flying over the poles, um, Seattle's flight was only about twenty minutes longer than Tampa Bay's? That's crazy! Yeah, wow. yeah you're up yeah. higher and you go over sure. the top. So I mean, it's science. You you can you can do this, and I think it's cool when we have a little bit of the international flavor. Goldberg Jones brings you the stock watch every Monday at four fifteen. When it comes to divorce, custody, and child support issues, trust Goldberg Jones to help. Call one eight hundred divorce. Phone questions answered at no charge. By the way, if you're wondering, uh, when we get to our NFL Week Ten wasabi, we will have audio of the German fans. There are yeah. a couple clips that we should play for you. It was really cool. They were awesome. They were singing "Country Roads." Take me home, <laughs> Country Roads, which is. Even more hilarious. Why? Yeah, who knew the Germans loved John Denver? Yeah, that's great. Um, Maybe they right. just love West Virginia. I don't know. Up next in the news, it's 438. Here's Buck. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. By the way, doing just uh, preliminary research into country roads in Germany. Yeah. Uh, the song, I mean. And uh, Not just doing like a topographical map <laughs> of Munich, laying down some uh, empirical data. So they're saying that, believe it or not, Take Me Home Country Roads is a popular sing-along song at most Oktoberfest uh, events in Munich. Really? It's a thing over there. Why? Good question, Bill. I'll get back to you. I mean, the... No offense, but well, it's like, a great song. That, it is a great song. First. I mean, it's a great sing along. Great sing along song. You know, for a place. West like, Virginia, I mean, it wasn't adopted, but look, West Virginia does it, and it's great. Yeah. But let's not act like this is again. We're in our sphere of, oh, America. The, wait, other people know about John Denver. Yeah, John Denver's pretty awesome, and uh, it it turns out in Munich they love his music when they get really drunk, well, and uh, West Virginia's not the only one. They love David Hasselhoff over there. So if they love That's David right. Hasselhoff, why not love? John right. Denver. And to your point, how many times have we been uh, somewhere and you start singing Country Roads and we're not from West Virginia. I don't want to go to West Virginia, but it's a hell of a tune, right? I mean, That's right. you don't have to be from the city to embrace it. It is uh, November 14, 2022. Time now for In the News. I'm your noted newsman. Hello. Thank you. Today is International Girls Day. Oh, go girls. Shout out to all you girls out there. Big fan of the ladies. And it is also National Pickle Day. How do you feel about pickles? Yeah, you, you know, okay with pickles? I am, but uh, I need my pickles. Uh, I need them to be in a uh, an accessory. I don't like the overload of the pickles. Yeah, too many pickles is. is yeah, yeah. I just like uh, you need a, you need pickle proportions. There you go. A nice relish to me. That way, I, I can better control the distribution. I love a good pickle. Yeah, I like a. I, I would be more of a relish guy, which is pickles, but you know. Throw it in there with some uh, some secret sauce. How about this story? Uh, more trouble for tear gas Teddy, yeah, Ted Wheeler. He's what, our mayor. What happened? Did he get gassed again? Uh, this story by Rebecca Ellis of OPB. Uh, by the way, this, uh, as I was looking into her, mainly because she looks kind of hot, <laughs> uh, yeah. she has now left for Los Angeles. She yeah. no longer covers uh, Portland politics. Okay. But this was her final story. She has put out a piece on OPB stating that their investigation found that the mayor and his staff sent and received thousands of text messages between 2017 and 2021 that were not available to people requesting city records. Uh-oh. Thousands of messages from Portland elected officials and their entire staffs have been erased in violation of city policy uh, that they be kept permanently. 
Some experts believe now this city has opened the door for every single records request for text that came in during the mayor's tenure to be re-examined. It can all be traced back to a faulty system city leaders built for capturing these text messages with a simple toggle of a button any city employee uh, could get around the rules, including the mayor. Anyone else believe that, like, whether you're talking about it at a national level, like with Trump or local level here with, with Wheeler, Anytime someone's like, hey, turn over all your text messages, does anyone believe that anyone turns over incriminating evidence? Like, you know, like, if you're like, ooh, I don't want him to see this. I don't believe in the history of emails and text messages that anyone has just rightfully been like, you know what, here's what you asked for, and go ahead and nail the uh, nail the coffin shut. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, it's delete, think- delete, delete, delete. Yeah, I, I can only imagine what was on Ted Wheeler. Can you imagine what was on his phone during those <laughs> riots? Like the crap he was texting with people? I want it to come out. Yeah, he doesn't. Yes, he does not. Clearly. This is like the the, the, the John Gruden emails. Yeah, like here, here's the four. Uh, can we see the other 176,000? No. No, you can't. No, you can't. No. Oh, 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 I don't know where they went. Uh, I'd uh, give them to you, but uh, they're not here. <laughs> what is that? Then you pull like a, a Hillary. Uh, what? Uh, what are you talking about? I only deleted 12,000 of them. Yeah, it was a bunch of them. There was nothing in there. Trust me. There was nothing in there that you wanted to see. Why would I delete 12,000 of my 800,000 emails? I mean, text. Sorry. I just got bored and, you know, decided to clean house a little bit. So watch out, Tear Gas Teddy. They're coming for you over there at OPB. Yeah. Although maybe they're not because she already <laughs> left for LA. So I don't know what's going to come of that. <laughs> like, what? Uh, Wheeler's like, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, <laughs> All right. No one will follow up. Stonewall. All right. Uh, up next, an auto shop owner is set to become Southwest Washington's newest congressperson. It is uh, 448 on the fan. All right. A lot of uh, people texting us, you know, those that have been to Germany for like Oktoberfest, and they're like, oh, yeah, they built out country roads. They built out uh, um, Sweet Caroline, which they did during the game as well. Yeah, good old drinking songs. Yeah, good old drinking songs. See, we're so wrapped in our little bubble. I just think of... Um, Sweet Caroline is a Boston song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because but, the Red Sox. Yeah. But it's not. It's it's a it's an it be- international hit. It belongs to everyone. Right. It's kind of a nationwide bar closing song. There are a couple bars that you Max's in Eugene would often yeah. close down to Sweet Caroline for whatever reason. I'm just trying to think uh what like when I was at German bars, then now the Ireland bars, like you go to Ireland and Scotland, you end up singing folk music. Like they've they've got their own little yeah they've, they've got, got their, their own, own little right. thing yeah but I was trying to think when I was in Germany if I even remember if I even remember like any drinking songs that they were at the at the bars I don't think I went into necessarily those old time kind of taverns but the Irish pub is where it's at if you want to get together with a bunch of strangers and and have a good time singing the Irish pubs cannot be beat Marie. Glusenkamp? Sure, let's go with that. Perez. That's her name. She is a Skamania County resident, and she owns an auto shop. Mm. You know, she's an everyman, except she's a gal. She is an every lesbian. She wears cargo pants and has a hard hat. And, Although, you know. I don't know if she's... I don't know. She may be married. I don't know. Did you see this was a big This was a big midterm for the yes. gays? Yes. The gays everywhere are yeah. winning. Record numbers, including our, our governor, our new governor. Yes. Even though we had a... Second lesbian governor in the U.S. Except Kate Brown, she, she was a bisexual. Right. Not, so that she doesn't, wasn't, yeah. that, that's a no counties? Well, yeah, that's not the same thing. Isn't it? She does dudes. Yeah. She was Tina married, doesn't. She was married to a guy. Yeah. 
but had a la- but had a lady. Correct. Okay. That's why it's L G B the T and yeah, then yeah. all the. All right. So this woman beat your boy, Joe Kent. <laughs> the greatness that is Joe Kent. The Trump endorsed opponent. Uh, she has claimed victory, a narrow victory. Um, so she will be. She, so she flips the seat in Southwest Washington. Yeah, and uh, Joe Kent seemed. It's crazy because yeah. Joe Kent seemed like such a rational and yeah. well thought out guy. Okay. Well, he's not going to win because she's like, I won this. <laughs> Although it doesn't say here that he's conceded yet. He probably won't. He kind of looks like Jeff Saturday, and he says Patriot a lot. So yeah, keyword buzzword. It's all about buzzword. Yeah. Whenever you hear like America first or Patriot or whatever, I'm always a little like, you know, I'm not too judgy, but there's always a little bit of me. It's like, oh boy, like, eh, what are we? And that's a shame because those should be good words. When one side has monopoly on those words, you're like, hold on, hold on, we can all be Patriots here, right? No, you can't. Perez, Only us are the Patriots. That's right. Perez not married. My source is telling me, um, or I mean, not lesbian, married with kids. Oh, well, there Perez. you go. So. Look at you making we cannot put her in the... unfair judgment simply because unfair? she owned an auto body shop. I think she should be flattered by that. How dare you? Insinuating that that would be a bad thing. It's terrible of you. <laughs> um, what else? Well, I don't really have anything else. I mean, I do, but I just we're running out of time. It's a Monday that's very busy. Look at us breaking on time. Yeah. yeah who are you? I don't know. All right, what is fine. happening All right, here? fine. Some imposter. Fine. The cat cafe has closed again. <laughs> again, I had to get that news in. Slip that in. So Portland's had... cat cafe has closed again. Oh man! So it now only has seven lives remaining. I see what you. It was did. called Purrington's, and I'm not kidding. It's the cat lounge. Is it really called Purrington's? Yeah, Purrington's cat. So lounge. you just bring your cats in there, and yeah, that seems sanitary. Oh come on! Dogs are in bars all the time. I don't think dogs are actively climbing on all the services. Just saying. Yeah, like, who cares? Dogs feel like you have them on a leash. They're down on the floor. You put some water. You know, you're fine. I feel like cats are, are mobile. They're, just, they're moving around. They're moving around doing stuff. I got no problem with my animals all over the place. I, I'm not one of those guys who gripes about that. I don't care. Let them, let them cat away. Whatever cats do, let them do it. Do you, do you go to the cat cafe? I've never been to Purrington's, and no. I can't now because it's closed. Mm. I was on my list, you know, as you well know. Yeah. A special evening out Big at... Big cat guy. I got a real good idea of who's hanging out at the uh, Purrington's, but maybe that's being judgmental of me. Yeah, that probably is. Uh, Portland's only cat cafe opened in 2015. It was over on Northeast Martin Luther King Boulevard, but closed in 2018. Then it landed on its feet in 2019. New owners, and now it has closed again. A feel- co-owner declined to comment on why. I just feel like if, if you're the in a city of Portland, size. If you're the only one doing something, you might ask yourself the question, is there a, re- a valid reason behind that? Hey, if you believe, man. If you believe. But it doesn't seem that it's um, it's been that great of an idea. No. But like I said, seven lives left, so let's we'll see if it pops up again with another owner. I'm looking here at the photos and Seems, it's seems, a coffee shop, yeah, right? It seems very, very small. Yeah, it's a little cafe. Yeah, and then there's just like the cats aren't like intermingling with people. So look, there's like a wall of like where you can go dump your cat. Oh, okay. Who's carrying around their cat? That's probably the uh, health and safety. Yeah, they're they're the ones that say that. You got to. Can I ask the question now? Not being a cat guy, do you just carry around your cat? Is that a is that a thing? 
I'm allergic. Don't ask me. Like, I, I see people out and about amongst the city, and I don't see many people just carrying, like, the cat and the yeah, baby Bjorn. Carrington's looks pretty nice in one of the pictures that I'm looking at, but, hey, look, if you don't have good coffee, no one cares. That's Val what it's about. It's a valid point. Uh, all right, well, there you go. There's your bonus news from your noted newsman. Hot Purrington's Cat Lounge. Yeah, somebody said they adopt out the cats. Oh, okay. They do that with puppies, too. There's a beer place that had it was like a dog rescue. That's actually a good idea. Get me all liquored up. Yeah, get your beer. You can watch the dogs play around, and then you pick one. If you catch me a couple drinks in and you got an adorable little uh, pup, you, you it's, it's a hell of a game plan. That one I thought was in Beaverton. I don't know if it's still open. They doing that over like the it was, it like, was called Ruffington. <laughs> See what I did there? I do. They had like the because like didn't that like the yellow lab place? There's a couple dog places around. Lucky here. lab. Lucky lab. Yeah, that one you can just bring your dog, yeah. but only out back. I have seen some dop uh, some adoption agencies though like show up specifically at bars and bar events because they're like, well, these people are gonna think these dogs are awesome. They'll take one home. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Every now and then by the uh, new seasons, it's not sanctioned because they they kind of have to go away from the front. But people go and uh, they just set up the little like play pens, and people. I think it's just like some lady that end up with like extra puppies. That happens from time to time, and they go quick. You so, know, they slap them up there for like fifty bucks, and people are, you know, you get a lot of emotional people coming out of a new seasons, and you know, <laughs> just catch right. someone in the right moment because yeah. of the prices. <laughs> exactly. You just <laughs> spent thirty-seven dollars on some soap, and you're like, well, I guess I'll take a puppy. Is this puppy organic too? I guess I'll take it. Uh, now we're getting our roving reporters who are telling us uh, we know nothing about Purrington. So you don't take your cat there. You just go there to look at the adopted or look at the cats that you could possibly adopt. Okay. So you have a cup of coffee and you go, I like that one. <laughs> and that's what you do. So I can't bring my cat. I don't think so. Hmm. It's uh, not according to our roving reporters <laughs> out there. who They cover everything. They, they know what's up. All right. Um, coming up next. Ah, it's already five o'clock. Yes. Conveniently, it is time for the hot five at five. On the fan. I had an erotic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.